ManaDeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to FaceToFaceGames.com. All right, so I showed up for a limited FNM because BDM was supposed to be here. I, I'm here. I mean, I don't, know. I don't even know what this means. Like, um, all right, he claims I should FNM, but he's leaving. So this is just the shortest podcast we've ever had. Yes. I mean, we could podcast, we could continue the podcast over the weekend. I mean, via, via some sort of non traffic infested pizza rat. People like traffic infested. I'll walk you towards 8th Avenue where you're going to get the train and then we'll podcast a little bit and then I'll just come back to F&M. Yeah. That's what I'll do. Okay. Because I already cleared the night. I was just like, yo, wife, what if I go and F&M and then now you're just leaving me like, wait, did you watch Scandal last night? No, I did not. Oh my God. Jeez, I haven't watched Scandal. I haven't watched Happen Leonard season finale. It's already on season It's finale. only like a six episode season. <laughs> it's been a little uneven. It's a oh, little uneven. I haven't seen Episode it. five was really good though. Any Happen Leonard's. Um, so Pro Tour's coming up in a yeah. couple of weeks, very soon, right? Yeah, I'm leaving in a couple days. In España. I'm leaving like uh, five days from now. Yeah? Yeah. Going to the GP and then going to the PT. Which GP? GP Barcelona. Is it modern? It is. No, it's limited. It's going to be limited. a uh, Shadows of Rannistrad limited pro, uh, Grand Prix. And then the Pro Tour, which is going to be standard and be super. As Pro Tours should be. Yes. These modern Pro Tours are all just a mess. I mean, I got, I, you know, like, look, I didn't have to play in it. <laughs> I mean, but like, for me, it was I, it was kind of fun. Oh, I mean, don't get me wrong. As a spectator of the game, yeah. I mean, I cannot not love like the explosiveness of the draws. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but when the right play is discarding three cards to dismember <laughs> to dismember a six-six reality smasher uh. <laughs> on the second turn. I'm thinking, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, also one of the cards you're casting is Dismember. So, I mean, it's not like this is a cheap reality smasher to get rid of, right? No, no, they never are. So, you know, it, like, what, it's just like two cards, one of them is Dismember. Have you, have you been going over your Saito Wayfinder decks for standard? First of all, they're Kenji Wayfinder decks. Yeah, okay. And of, of course I have. <laughs> what kind of question is that? Super Friends deck is sweet. Uh, I'm obviously, I'm obviously excited about the Jund Lands deck. Um, so the Get Rod Monster and he Molten didn't call Vortex. it Jund Land, did he? I don't know what he called it. It's like, but it's like Jund Land, right? I mean, that's what it is. But Get Rod Monster, Groundskeeper. Do you know how many bad decks I've played with Groundskeeper yeah. over the years? I was going to play that in Extended Pro Tour. <laughs> I was convinced it was the strongest card in Mercadian Masks. It might have been one of the strongest cards in Mercadian Masks. But, uh, no, Mercadian Masks had the cards Gush. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And other cards that uh, I don't know the names of. It had... Uh, it had the but, card Brainstorm. But Molten Vortex. I played Brainstorm in that same deck. People all just smoke weed on yeah. the street. That's just the, what they do now. Yeah. Uh, either that or it's a cologne. 
a lot of people, apparently, given how, like, how long I've been walking down this block. <laughs> I mean, maybe these two people just ahead of us are just... No, they're not. They're like adult women, yeah. clearly not, not so, fumed up. Anyway, anyway Molten Vortex Groundskeeper is exciting to me. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like, just well, how many lands do you play in that deck? Like, all of them? 28? 29? I mean, that's just, like, a regular number of lands to play now. Isn't it? Yeah. So what, what, what's your what's your what's your standard take, Mike? Um, like you gonna you go to a PT, PPTQ and play standard? What are you gonna play? I mean, I played in one two weeks ago. But what are you gonna play? Oh, moving as forward? of today. Um, as of today, it's no longer. You can no longer play the same deck. I gotta. I got. I, I gotta trick you, Brian. I think I can play the same deck. Oh really? I just switched my Sorens. <laughs> just switched the four mana Sorens. I mean. Is it, is, like, I mean, if, let's say you were, like, instead of talking to me, you are talking to Raphael Levy, and you are like, hey, Raphael Levy, what deck do you think Mike is playing in standard? <laughs> Raphael Levy would be like, oh, black-white mid-range, obviously, <laughs> right? Like, right? Like, I'm, I'm not sure if four, let's go with, like, four Sorens, two Obnicks, four Gideon? Yeah, that I mean, sound about right. So like the big, the big like big men on campus for from that are sort of left are like basically Gideon and Atarka. Are those the are those kind of the big players? I mean, I'm not sure, but I'm, I am sure about this. Let's say you were playing modern and you suspend and you were like, you know, played like some first turn. Ancestral Vision, and then you like play like a Tarmogoyf on the second turn or something. Yeah, I would just wasteland strangle your face. Yeah, of course you would. And I would remove your Ancestral Vision from the remove from game pile. And put it into their graveyard, where they would then cast it with a Goblin Dark Dwellers. Well, guess what? You have a dead Tarmogoyf <laughs> for now. For now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was fun. Yeah. But anyway, as your standard, yeah, I'm thinking. Like, how is that, like, ten Planeswalkers about? Sure. Four, four, two. I, I don't know if... Four Sorens is a lot. But, I mean, I would have never bat my eyelashes at playing four Elsbiths. So... Right, yeah. We could go with, like... You like Nahiri? Nahi uh, the red-white one? Yeah. Like, not really. Like, what do, you, what do you want me to get with her? I don't know. Like, a... I guess, like, because she has a looter ability. Like, you... Cause, so, you're going to play, like, an Ulamog or something, right? Just like to spit out with Nahiri, right? Yeah. But like, because she has a looter ability, then it's like way less bad to have that in your deck. Because right. like, if you accidentally draw it, you could just like throw it away with her looter ability. So I'm not a huge fan of Nahiri. Like, I'm not sure what. What do you want me to do with Nahiri? I don't know. Like I know what her abilities are, and none of them. Are, okay. Are I'm, I'm just I'm just going by the decks I saw. People, you know, Kenji posted on Twitter today. I mean, I think Nahiri's fine. I think she's she's like. I mean, to me, though, that's no, not the... No Chandra? I mean, like, the six-mana Chandra? Yeah. That is a special Planeswalker. This is what I want to play. Just, like, I really want to play... Like, is there, like, some zombie I can play that's, like, not too many deck slots? Like, every time you say, hey, can I play a zombie? Somebody hands you a list that has, like, 30 zombies, right? <laughs> I only want, like... Two. Which two do you want? I don't know. I don't know which ones. Why do you, because, why do you want the zombies? Because I want to play Demonic Pact, but I want to play the new Boomerang, but you have to discard if they have a zombie. Oh, okay. That I'll, like, 
boomerang my demonic path. Well, doesn't uh, doesn't new uh, doesn't Origins Lily give you a zombie? <clears throat> what mean, a creature I dies. I don't know. That would require me looking up a card. Yes. We don't do that on yes. this podcast. Yes, Origins Lily gives you a zombie. Um, like if I have other creatures. Sure. Yes. But there's also the Relentless Dead. As far as I can there's tell... There's the Relentless Dead, which is the new zombie that just keeps coming back from the graveyard. The only way I can ever trigger the Lily is by playing a second Lily. Choosing one of them to stay in play. Sure. <laughs> having the other one go to the graveyard, and then the one that stays in play would be like, oh. Well, then return a, the other Lily. A creature has gone to the graveyard. Um... Like, I don't know, what else do you think is... So, of course you like your Gitrog monster. I do, I love the Gitrog monster. The problem is, like, three-color deck mana is going to be a mess. Yeah. I mean, is there... I mean, can you play a a Gitrog monster deck that's just... That's just, like, the rock? Can we just... Do you have to play the Molten Vortex? I mean, you also don't need it. Like, you can build the deck green-red and then just... You're just splashing black for the monster. I mean, like, eh. which lands will we? So we could. How many battle lands are we gonna play? Are battle lands better than hand lands? Uh, battle lands are probably a little better. Well, both of them require basic lands, yeah. right? So this is like a super oh, but, mess. But see, the, the thing is, so if you are playing groundskeeper. The battle, the, the handlands become. Oh, they become more, very different. They yeah. become very different. I don't know. How about mono blue beatdown? What are you mono blue beatdowning with? Um. Uh, Whirl like rogue, of course. Oh, okay. Whirl the rogue. That that deck is pretty untouched, right? Yeah, I don't know. Is Carrier Thrall a zombie? Just say yes. It's probably a thrall. I I believe it's a thrall. (laughs) Like, I don't know. That seems like... I played with it in the cube the other day. It's a... Because I think, like, maybe there's a deck that's, like, mid-range blue-black beatdown that has Whirler Rogue at the top. And then, you know, you could tempo people. I want people to have to discard the thing that they had to pick up, right? So, like, let's say they had something sweet, like an Arlen cord. <laughs> I, like, bounce their Arlen cord, and they have to discard it. Well, you don't have to discard it, unless it's the last card in their hand. I would like them to discard Arlen cord. That card's very powerful. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Please discard Arlen cord is yeah. what I'm going with I had here. that card in my draft deck today, the one you're talking about. Arlen cord? No, not Arlen cord. Nothing quite that good. The blue card that you have to discard three of a zombie. Yeah, let me see. There it is. Compelling deterrence. Compelling deterrence. That card seems sweet. I mean, that's like, you know, obviously it doesn't hit land like Recoil used to, but... It's one less mana. But it's one it's less... It's like fully a less mana yeah. than Recoil. I mean, but you it's fully having to have a, a zombie more than recoil. Right. right. So it's not zero. Right, right. Right, so that's not nothing. So, where, so you have to figure out where you get the zombies from. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you need to have a source of zombies. So that's one thing. 
I do think that, um, what's the name of the land? I like the land that if you have like nine things that you can sacrifice. Oh, yeah, can... yeah, yeah. Of course that would be my favorite card, right? Right. It's the most, the most like Vidugazi the city trees here. It's like, like, the award for having a land that is most like Vidugazi's the city tree goes to, drum roll, right? But then you could also make like a gigantic haste creature with it. That's cool. So is the haste creature count as a land? No. No, I don't think so. What if you had a deck that was like Sylvan, what's his name? The the Urnum Jin for two. And then like all the Awakening Bounce cards. What about that? That's yeah. sweet, right? I mean, we talked about that deck when the last set came out. But what if it's blue-green with that guy and then the Halimar guy that you like? Yeah. All those Halimar, things. Halimar Tide Call. Yeah, and then you just have like all Awakens and that guy end. Right. I mean, just, isn't Madness more exciting to you? I mean, Madness is going to be like red-black, right? Yeah. Or red-blue? Or red-blue Madness is going to be the oh, sweetness. Jace! Yeah. How about this? What if you play Jace and Sphinx's Tutelage? Uh, That's what I think. Right. So, like, you could just be a Sphinx's Tutelage deck. Because um, your deck is all, like, drawing cards and stuff. And then, like, you're also a Madness deck because it's also discarding cards. But Sphinx's Tutelage itself allows you to draw discard cards. So, like, wouldn't it be sweet to, like, draw a card with Sphinx's Tutelage and discard a card, and the card you discarded was Fiery Temper? Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would be the best. And there's, like, all kinds of cards that you might want to discard. Like, I don't know. Anything with Madness. Like, there's a new Arrogant Worm. That card's sweet. Yeah. I like that card a lot. Like, what's it called? Incorrigible Youths? Uh, I don't know, I'm opening up the spoiler right now. I, I oh saw it. You're cheating. It's not cheating, it's previews. Man, we are by like an actual fire or something. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're near the bus terminal. There's all sorts of like, that could be an ambulance, that could also be, you know, the mayor's, you know, entourage. Oh man, the mayor was at the ball game. I went to the Met game today. I went to a home opener, and the mayor was there. What got, foods did you eat? He got really booed. Really? Uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty loud. He got I booed louder than him. he got booed louder than any Philly. What's his name? De Blasio. Yeah. I thought people liked him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like him. He, he doesn't like me. Yeah. Uh, I had um, I had a Pat Lafrida steak sandwich. How was that? It's the best. It's like the best stadium food ever. They have a lot of good stadium. They have a lot food. of good stuff. They have an actual Shake Shack there. Right, which the line is an actual nineteen. You know, 2003 Shake Shack line. Okay, look, I went to a Mets game last year. Yeah. There was no line. Yeah, guess what? They were in the World Series this year. There were 40,000 people there in 38-degree weather. Wait, actually, that's interesting. I went to a Mets game last year. It was, like, empty, though. How yeah. is that possible? Because they weren't good for a while. Until before they got to the World Series? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. But uh, so Pat Lafrida Ste so Pat Lafrida Steaks is the company that... Uh, sources of meat supplier. They, so, they, they vend all the meat to like all the great steakhouses and Shake Shack and all these other places. Well, it, they vend the meat to Shake Shack in New York. Yeah. So yeah. like the Shake Shack in like Dubai probably does not have Pat Lafrida meat. But so Pat Lafrida, they don't have any retail outlets in the in the world except for two at City Field where they set up and they make this steak sandwich. It's on. Like, not sure they have them at airports. So do they now? They okay. have them at they have one for sure because I've eaten at the ones at the airport. Okay, that must. That must but there, be you new. know what? The, the meat doesn't taste the same as that Shake Shack. So I think that like what they provide to Shake Shack is a proprietary blend. Sure. Oh, so you got like, a hamburger there? Yeah, I got a hamburger. Oh, I see. They don't do the hamburger at the stadium. They do a filet mignon. Uh, it's like sliced filet mignon on a crunchy baguette with Gruyere cheese and caramelized onions. 
It is like and the, no vegetables. No vegetables. Absolutely no it is, vegetables. It is the best stadium steak sandwich you've ever had in your life. It's like $16, and it's totally worth it. Whatever. Yeah, totally worth it. I love it. All right, um, so what did there's you There's also a Momofuku there now. Oh, man. Yeah. You know what? Do you know how long that line was? No. Get the Fuku out of here. I am not getting waiting on that line. I'm going to go back to that they had milk bar. LGS had... after I'm done talking to you and probably stop at the Chick-fil-A. Does that make me a racist? I don't, I don't know. Probably. Only you can answer that. Probably. I think I can accept that. <laughs> in, in, res- in response, I'll get Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Where's the Chick-fil-A? It's across the, a block over. Okay. It's new, I think. I just saw it. I saw it when I went to the PPTQ there like two weeks ago, and then I saw it again today, but I yeah. didn't go in in either I case. I only get the, uh, the I chicken. Just, no, I always just get a bagel at, at Panera. Oh, when you go there? Yeah. Which is not a good bagel at all. It's really kind yeah, of embarrassing. No, it's terrible. But it's right there. And a coffee, usually. So what are we, what are we talking about here? Um... I don't know, Magic the Gathering and or, and or movies and or... Oh, wait, so... So... Well, I think I've only... Oh, no, I've gone to two movies with you in my lifetime. Okay. The second one was Inglorious Bastards. We all went to yeah, group, right? Yeah, yeah. And all you wanted to do is talk about that scene where um, where he, like, dials the phone yeah, for yeah, so yeah, long. Yeah, right? so I love that The first movie I ever went to a... No, I guess that's not true because we went to see that one where Halle, Halle Berry shows her breasts. Oh, we, that's we went your, Yeah, we went with your Marvel editor. But okay. So I've seen three movies. The second one was the Harry Potter 2. Correct. Right? Correct. So um, I went... With, so you, me, and Catherine went and then like... You like went to like the concession stand and then we are like to get like, oh, do you guys want any like soda, popcorn, or anything? We're like, oh, we never movie snack. And you're like, why don't you just buy... A bootleg of this stupid movie on the street corner and watching it at home if you're not gonna get any popcorn. In right. related news, I definitely have not seen Batman vs. Superman <laughs> while homesick for the last two weeks. In Portuguese. Definitely have not seen it. It definitely was not a Portuguese bootleg. <laughs> definitely have not seen that movie, but if I had, if you had, it would have been terrible. In Portuguese? Uh, no, I mean, it wouldn't have been in Portuguese. The subtitles would have been in Portuguese. And, like, the credits. I don't even know why you went on to this topic, Brian. But let's talk about the terrible movie Batman vs. Superman. Um, I didn't think it was that terrible. It just wasn't good. And when you have the opportunity to do something good in a universe... You know, it did great at the box office. For, for right? one week, but... <clears throat> But, like, when you have the opportunity to do something good and you have, they, you have access to the great characters, not doing good is just horrible. Like, it, it kills me that you're going to do a Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman movie, and you have the opportunity to do for the man who had everything, and you just don't do that. Well, I mean... Like, why wouldn't you... Like, is that... Well, that, first of all, that story has Robin in it, and Robin whatever. is actually the one who takes the gauntlets, Yeah, blah, blah, yeah, whatever. Blah. You, can, you can fudge around with all that. Make it Alfred. <laughs> Alfred. Well, I guess they could just have a Robin, right? They just yeah, they decided just have, they had a Batman with yeah. him. They had a Robin, right? Because yeah. they had, like, so I guess it was Jason so it's, Todd's it's been pointed out to me that this, this Batman universe is building towards the Injustice universe, which I haven't read. Okay, so... Uh, I don't know if that's but why because they had like the they the lowest, had, because the Lois Lane is the key thing and yeah. he's basically said that he's killing Lois Lane in the next movie and well so just to be fair 
Well, I mean, I don't know how that would work, actually. The Injustice Universe, if, if Superman hadn't turned bad, yeah. the Injustice Universe would be like the idealized DC Universe. Like, Superman and Lex Luthor are best friends, for example, right. in the Injustice Universe. That's so like okay. actually one of the core story points, is okay. that they're best friends, right? So, <clears throat> oh, that would be really interesting. Like, the Injustice got, like, if you... That's like, that's like Blake, like Rasmussen's take on it. And he's like a big Injustice fan, so he's like, so I liked it. I'm a big Injustice fan. Well, here's the thing. Injustice Gods Among like the first... None of this changes the fact that it's a badly made movie. Several years of Injustice Gods Among Us are flabberlastingly good. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Like, the thing is, like, the thing that people are surprised about is, like, how good the comic can be, because they're saddled by these ridiculous video game costumes. Sure. Right? Like, everyone's wearing, like, a battle armor version of their right. costume. Right. and. Everyone acts like hyper violent because the game's just about fighting. Right, right. Um, this definitely explains why Jimmy Palmiotti loves the movie so much. Does he love Injustice? He was, I think he was like on the creative team for the Injustice game. So, I mean, the if you so the Injustice game is like the launching point, right? But the Injustice comic is about is about the five years leading up to the Injustice game. Yeah. And he actually, what you can do is there's a YouTube video of this, of somebody just took all the cut scenes from the Injustice game and made a movie out of it. It's like a two hour long movie. Okay. It's a pretty good movie. Okay. You just watch the cut scenes. But it's weird, like every so often someone has to like rapid tap or like throw batarangs at the screen or something. But then it has like a narrative. It actually narrative is pretty good. But the comic itself. Yeah. For like the who, fun. Who wrote it? Uh, it's multiple writers, oh, okay. right? So, but the first, the first several years is I want to say Tom Taylor, who okay. is the the writer on Earth Two, okay. and it's currently Brian Budicello. I I I I can't believe I don't know this. It's actually one of the comics I read every week. Yeah. But yeah, it's multiple. It's like a, it's like one of those things, like a Congress of Writers, yeah. right? Because like, like, they have to get to this thing for the game. So so right. so I'll, I'll accept that if it's an injustice movie, it might be a decent treatment for that. But for me, again, we're still at this point where you're trying to establish. You can't have the, the so the thing is the Injustice universe. If Superman hadn't gone bad, is the idealized DC universe. Every character has backstory. There is an entire year. Like Injustice comes out 52 times a year. It's a weekly comic. Okay, so they have a different artist every week. That's sure. the only way you can do yeah, it, yeah. right? So like, it comes out 20 times a year, but like yeah. whatever. It's a weekly comic, not a monthly comic. Like there's an entire year who the main character is John Constantine. Sure. Right. Like. And like it's just like all these duels between right. Superman so, and Batman. So, so, so DC's decided that that's their that's their Marvel Unlimited. I mean, like, I don't. I, it's really good. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I I don't know. Like, and it hasn't lost a step since they've like changed primary writers. Like, it's it's yeah. really yeah, good. Yeah. So, uh, you, just, you know who's words like Jamie Wakefield turned me onto it. Yeah. On Facebook, and I went back and I read. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. Is it the Injustice Universe? Like. The, yeah, it looked like like Superman shock troops from the Injustice Universe in that right. scene. But he would have known who Batman's identity was, so that was weird, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's one of the one of the trailers has this anyway, yeah. right? That's not a that's yeah. not a spoiler. But like, yeah, don't they have like maybe one of the New Gods or something? But they're they're all in they're all that all the New God stuff is in the movie. When when Victor Stone's father, oh, that's in a mega box. And there's like you mean a mother box? A mother box, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah there's an box. omega in the in the in the and, ground, like because yeah, and there's an omega symbol in the ground or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of like. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how I could give it to you because I only have a digital. I guess I collected it in 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 graphic novels too. Yeah, I, I'll just, but there's just so many large scale conflicts. It's so good. It's just like 
what if it was like, what if the Justice League fought the entire Green Lantern Corps? Like, how does that shake out, right? Like, it, it's, it's like freaking awesome, right. right? And like, anytime Batman loses, you're like, ah, almost got him, you know? But like, both Superman and Batman act so stupid in Injustice because they're best friends. Yeah. So like, literally one of them could kill the other one like six times and they just never do. Right. Right? Like, like Superman will like literally break Batman's back like Bane style and be like, "All right, he's beat. Let's go, guys." And they're like, "Oh, he's the most dangerous man in the world, Clark." <laughs> they're like, "No, no, he's beat. You're beat, right?" Bruce is like, "Yeah, I'm beat. You got me, Clark." <laughs> like, like Batman will like duel down Superman and then just like escape in a puff of smoke, and then be like, "A puff of smoke? That's it's oh, it's lead smoke." <laughs> Of course uh, I can't see through it, Bruce. <laughs> the, uh, see, the, thing, the thing about Marvel Unlimited that worked so well, like the... like Ultimate Marvel. Oh, Ultimate, I'm sorry, Ultimate, yes. Yeah. Uh, the Marvel Unlimited is a completely different yeah, thing. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Okay. The thing about the Ultimates that worked so well is they remained essentially true to the cores of yeah. the characters. They just updated them. This is not essentially true to the cores of the characters. The Injustice Universe, if Superman doesn't go bad, is like the truest to all the core characters, right? Like, there's just no variation. Just like, other, I like the fact that Superman and Lex Luthor are best friends, right? But like, Superman is the nicest guy, like Batman is the best detective, Joker's the evilest, right? Harley is hilarious, you know? But they have horrible costumes. Yeah. I hate any interpretation of Harley Quinn where she's wearing like some slutacular costume. I think it's so insulting to the character. Like, Harley Quinn is like, her name is Harley Quinn because she's dressed <laughs> as a Harlequin, okay? She is a physician. Not like some just like, oh, look at how look at how much skin I can show off. That's not that's fine. It's fine. There's lots of characters like that. Right, right. And the thing about Harley is she's so ingrained in our our thinking about the Batman and Joker characters. You know, Harley had an entire story arc a, with a beginning, middle, and end that was over by 1994. She first appears in Batman the Animated Series in 1992, and her story arc ends with Harlequinade and Harley's Holiday in like the second, in the second series. She never appears in a Batman Adventures comic book, which is the adaptation. She appeared in Mad Love. Until 1993, and never appears in a mainstream DC comic book until 1997. Crazy. So like, never, not even one time. Right? But now we're just like, oh, let's just put like some scantily clad girl with like white makeup on and call her Harley. Like, her character had an ending, right? Like, not like she's dead. She just like got over the Joker. <laughs> she's like, oh, you mean I can have like an okay life? And like, and Bruce Wayne is like, yeah, like Harley, you made some mistakes, but like, if you try to do better, you can have a better life. And she's just like, wow, that's really wonderful. I know I made some mistakes, but thanks for helping me. You know, like, Harley and Ivy, which is either the best or the second best episode ever of the animated series, is about Harley. You've seen Harley and Ivy, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. the best episode ever, right? It's like Harley gets. I, I don't remember it well enough. It's, like, it's just like crazy, like lesbian overtones between Harley, which is why it's so great. It's like happens in 1992, right? right? They're like hanging out with no pants on the entire episode, like you know. And Ivy gives Harley. There's a reason Harley becomes a great acrobat is because Harley gives. I'm sorry. Ivy gives Harley a serum that enhances her physical abilities specifically so that she doesn't so she doesn't become poisoned by Ivy's touch right so like you know the implication is Ivy wants to touch Harley 
I don't want to kill my friend. Right. <laughs> so she gives her the sear, but that also makes her physically more capable, right? right? So, which is why Harley later is like, you know, a, a great acrobat or whatever. Because okay. before that, she's just like a physician dressed right. as a Harlequin hitting people with fish. <laughs> but no, she's in Mad Love, right? right? But Mad Love is actually, it's like a prequel story, right? And it takes place in like the third season of Batman the Series around 1997. I want to say, but they had no no new episodes for like three years. Anyway, I feel very strongly about Harley. Quinn. Okay, but you like Margot Robbie? I do. Yeah. Did you see? Have you seen uh, Focus? I think that's the name of the movie. Oh no, but I have seen. I have seen The Big Short. Did you see The Big Short? Oh yeah, she's very funny in The Big <laughs> yeah. Short. There's Margot Robbie in a bathtub. But the, the thing is, like, I, I like I had no idea, right? Like, I just assumed she was. I don't know, not, not that she wasn't a good actress, but like that she was just eye candy. Yeah, like, she was like a throwaway like attractive she, woman. Right, she was, and that was her big movie was... Yeah, that's, know, how I always felt about, that's how I always felt about Taylor Swift. And then... And I was wrong. And then she's in focus, like every scene, she, she steals that movie. Yeah. Like, well, Will she's Smith in, is, Will she's Smith in Wisco is, Tango Fontron, too. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. But like, Will Smith's a big personality, right? Like, even yeah. if he's not good, like, he's still like, he like, he's a... He's, he's a done ham. good work. He's done good work. He's a ham, right? Though he's still... She steals every single scene from him. Is that a good movie? No. Okay. But it is worth watching. She's fantastic in it. But they do... It's, like, super watchable. They it's do just not good. Suicide Squad together, right? Because he yeah. plays... Dead. It's weird, like, if you're Will Smith, you're one of the biggest stars in Hollywood, and you're like, all right, I'm about to enter the world of superhero movies. Time to Ryan Reynolds it up. I select Deadshot. <laughs> Isn't Deadshot, like, one of the biggest DC characters, though, now? Isn't he, like, super popular? Deadpool is I a know Marvel Deadpool character. is, but I thought... I, 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 he's I, dead in the Arrow universe. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He's just like a poor man's Deathstroke the Terminator. <laughs> I mean, I get, like... I don't know. Can you even tell me what's special about Deadshot? He's got really good aim, I assume. He has really good aim. Wrist-mounted guns. Yeah. I don't even know if the movie version has wrist-mounted guns. Yeah. Because, like, one of his eyepieces is, like, a monocle that helps him shoot. <laughs> he's like, no meta-human powers. I'll tell you something. Deathstroke the Terminator would kick the shit out of Deadpool and Deadshot. Okay, like, if you, you're you not a big fan of, like, Secret Six or, or Gail Simone or anything, right? Because there's, like, Deathstroke the Terminator fights against Deadshot to a draw. So, like, the thing is, like, they just both shoot each other up really yeah. bad. And then, like, presumably Deathstroke the Terminator is just going to get better because he has healing factor. Yeah. But, like, they're like, all right, it's a draw. And then, like, uh, Deadshot just has to go to the hospital. But they shoot each other up really bad. Like, no one would live through this. But that doesn't matter. Deathstroke the Terminator has a healing factor. Yeah. I don't think Deathstroke the Terminator would beat Deadpool. Shut up. Deadpool can break the fourth wall. Ah, shut up. I love Deathstroke. Deathstroke right. was my, like, absolute favorite villain growing up. He's a great villain. Yeah. But so Deadpool is a force of nature. I mean, like, not. I'm not just talking about in the comic books. I'm talking, like, he's, like, the most popular character I know. have. I know. I know. I don't really get it. All right. So I will send you a comic. It's, like, a dead... Dead, Deadpool annual from like three years ago. Do you know who Madcap is? Yeah. He's like another crazy healing yeah, factor yeah. guy. It is like one of the best comics I've ever read. So like the premise is uh, Deadpool is supposed to kill Matt Murdock, right? Like assassinate him. And then, but Madcap also is going to kill Matt Murdock. But they both have like the same job. But instead... Look, look, let me tell you something right now. I'm an old school guy. Old school guy. And old school, I mean, going back to comics from the 80s. Yeah. I, here are my assassins, okay? Electra. Deathstroke the Terminator, Electra, and Bullseye. Bullseye. And, you know, I guess the Punisher, technically. But 
the Punisher so, wasn't listen, really Listen to this. Sorry. So, I don't care about stupid Madcap and stupid Deadpool. All right, so they're going to try to kill him, but instead, <laughs> Daredevil shows, he just shows up, yeah. right? Beats them up. Blind block. Blind <laughs> block. But then they're like they're on this roof, and Thor comes by drinking a like drinking a cappuccino, like a, like literally he's like this latte be full of vanilla, right? But they're like healing factor guys, and like and like like Daredevil's like, yo, these guys are healing factor guys. It's taking me forever to beat them. He's like, don't worry. And then he calls down thunder and incinerates them both. <laughs> but he's just like, they died a warrior's death, and he like flies away because he like incinerated them yeah, with yeah. the lightning bolt. But they're healing factor guys, so then. They they both grow back, but they grow back together into one body. So it's just like one crazy body, like having crazy conversations with other. It's really good, but that's where it starts. They're they're healing factor guys. Speaking of healing factor guys, River Boa. <laughs> River Boa. <laughs> it's like a healing. Factor. Yeah, sure. So, um, what's your favorite card from uh, new set? Get Mog Monster, I assume. Uh, it's definitely a Get Rog Monster, but I mean, I I I, uh, I like. Uh, I don't know. Probably get Rock Monster. Do you like the new Avacyn? Yes. I mean, that card's insane. Like, Sarah Angel's just crying. That's Sarah Angel. That's like, stuff. that's like Sarah Angel's. Sarah like, Angel's just posting stuff on MySpace about how old she is and how nobody no. loves her. Yeah. Sarah Angel's like, Sarah Angel's like, oh, my granddaughter's going to be great. Right? <laughs> that's what she's saying. Right? Um, uh, I think that one's good. You know what's really good, I think? Is the is new Soren. Is it the best card in the set, Avacyn? No. A creature? All it is is indestructible. <laughs> um, makes everyone else. Uh, I like the new Soren. Yeah. I like that land. What's the name of that land? Westvale Abbey. Yeah. Uh, there you go. I like. Um, new Jace? Yeah. You know what the problem with the new Jace is? Five. <laughs> well, there's another Jace, right? Yeah. So you're not going to not... There's, You'd be hard-pressed to ever play the new Jace without, in a deck without the old Jace, right? But what if you flip the old Jace? Like, right. I'm going to cast a stupid new Jace. I, I mean, like, Teamer Sarkin is still legal. Like, if you need a five-mana Planeswalker that doesn't really win the game by itself... <laughs> like, like, new Jace doesn't even win the game, right? right. Like. You could have like every single thing going for you, and you're like, uh, it might not win. Um, let's see. No, I like New Soren. I like the Abbey. Fiery Temper. Yeah, I me. Mean, I like. I mean, I, I like any. Uh, you know, I like Olivia. Oh, Olivia's for war. Olivia's for war might actually be my like <laughs> the card I most want to open in any kind of limited format. That right? one's sweet. That card's insane. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna be a black red beatdown player probably. I mean, everyone wants to be black red beatdown. No, I mean like in in constructs? constructed. Oh, okay. Um, or like a blue red madness. But I think blue red madness is gonna have a lot of legs. Like, I think you know. Sphinx's tutelage. I think Sphinx's tutelage hybridized with madness would be very powerful. Sure. So like you could easily go like J Sphinx's tutelage, use the Jace, you know, and then like you just keep drawing and you know milling people with Sphinx's tutelage and like getting madness value and like it's just such a small cost for such a high amount of synergies. So I just did a uh, a draft and I went blue black. Did you win? I did not. I lost to a. Uh, to werewolves. They're very, very aggressive. Oh, Arlen Cord. I didn't get an Arlen Cord. I didn't get Arlen Corded, but I got like, you know, just things were flipping and making... Do you I, remember when you hated Wonder because like Wonder just gave you a new way to be mana screwed? Yeah. You know how bad Arlen Cord is for magic? Like if both players have Arlen Cord? Whoever goes first just wins, right? <laughs> so let's say I go Arlen Cord, right? Yeah. What do you do? 
I don't know. You can't play your Arlen Court. There's like no situation where your Arlen Court doesn't get murdered by my Arlen Court. Sure. So you just do nothing? So I have to kill your Planeswalker But somehow. the thing is, the best card in each of our deck is Arlen Cord, probably, right? Sure. So I'm like literally just going to destroy you, because you're just going to play like some crappy thing, and I'm just going to gain huge Arlen Cord advantage right. over the course of like, the next however many turns, and you can just never play your Arlen Cord. Yeah. Unless you can somehow kill my Arlen Cord. Yeah. Which is impossible, because Arlen Cord has Indestructible. It doesn't really have Indestructible. Yeah. That was a lie. Yeah. I didn't have to look that up. So ongoing investigation and fleeting memories was my was basically I had a blue black zombie deck with like lots of it's not fair amount of recursion none of the really good like graveyard recursion but I also had ever after which I'm a card I love is that the the thing that brings stuff back yeah return two creatures and then put it on the bottom of your library um, but this is so basically every time one of your creatures damages an opponent you get to investigate and then fleeting memories is every time you investigate target player puts the top three cards of their library into their graveyard so that's a, your Mondo combo? So I had what do two, you think about investigating? So I, had, I had two ongoing investigations and two fleeting memories in my deck with a lot of blue-black flyers. It was pretty sweet. What do you think about investigating? What do you think about clues? I love clues. Yeah? Yeah. They're the best. The best. They're the best. That's all you want to do in Magic, right? Use all your mana and draw cards. And what about? They're like compulsion. Think of them as compulsion. Do you like... Except it's better than Declaration compulsion. in Stone? That card's really good. Yeah, then, you, then your opinion about clues can't possibly be right. I think that, like, who's more likely to draw their declaration in stone? Me, with all the clues, or you, without a clue? <laughs> I have no clue. You have no clue. But I'll tell you what I did to your blockers. What? <laughs> declaration in stone. Man. You've got plenty of clues, now, but you have so little life points. <laughs> so go ahead and take the next few turns drawing cards. I'll be attacking you. Me. I guess maybe I could play... What's her name? Uh, the Harbinger. What's her name? Nah. The Harbinger. The Red White Planeswalker. What's her name? We said it earlier in this podcast. Nahiri. Nahiri. Was I, like, I thought you were talking about. You were like talking about it like a different. Nah, I just want to say like Nahisi, like not yeah, Tanahisi yeah, Coates, yeah, yeah. right? Like who's the new writer on Black Panther? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a very good writer. But I say so. Nahiri. Maybe I'll play that with Declaration. I like Red White. Yeah. I like red. You know what's sad? Monast uh, Monastery Swift Spear is gone. Yeah. Rotated. Yeah. She would have been gassed. What about Monastery Mentor? Is that gone? No. I don't think so. It's right? probably gassed then. No, it might, it might actually be gone, yeah. I think it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. It was second set, right? Yeah. You know what's still there, though? Like, Dramacus Command. It's still there. Uh, Coco's still there, right? Yes. Those origins, right? So there's a lot of good cards still. Um, so, let's see, are there any big events coming up? It's just a Pro Tour in two weeks, right? It's a Pro Tour in two weeks. So there's a Grand Prix next, next no, weekend. No, but that's not constructed, there's, so we don't know Well, there's a Star be. City event this weekend. Oh, that's going to tell everybody that Mono Red is the way to go. <laughs> Mono Red has won every freaking event ever to open, and most of the Pro Tours. Sure. Uh, Wait, so it won... Wait, so... It won, it won the last two Pro Tours last year. The last two standard Pro Tours, right? Yeah. Martin, no. Martin Dang and... Martin, and, and, uh, and, uh, Joel Larson. Yeah, like Swedish Kibler. Yeah. What, what, what won before Martin Dang? Standard Pro Tours. I don't know, but it wins enough. Yeah, sure. And then, it, I mean, Apollo made top eight of the next one, which was won by Absinthe. 
Yeah. He could have won. It's possible. Yeah, yeah. He's very good. He's won a Pro Tour. Yeah. Only one, though. He's topping the ten of them. I mean, his Who's bound to win one sooner or later. His opponent in the top eight has won more. Yeah. <laughs> and had been in many more top eights. Um, yeah, I think I think Mono Red will win this one. Yeah, <laughs> do you? Be, well, by the time this podcast goes up, we'll actually have no way. Yeah, that's true. What does Mono Red won? look like in the, in the new stand? I don't know, but I'm sure it'll win. <laughs> I don't know, like, uh... Uh, I think Abbott. Yeah, still, still there. Abbott's a guy. Zergo's a guy. Um, Tarkus Command's still around. Yeah, for sure. Well, I don't know about a Tarkus Command without fetch lands. Oh. Right. If you just have to rely on hand lands and battle lands, your your land's going to come into play tapped a lot. You can't you can't necessarily afford that. Is the dash guy that costs R still there? The one who just costs R? Yeah, all the dash cards were in the same set. All right, he's still there. I believe so. Yeah. I mean, that guy's sweet. Right. Right. Uh, let's see, there's, uh... There's my spreadsheet at home of all the cards going away and coming back. I haven't, uh... There's, uh... You mean you could, you could play, like, a Thunderbreak region deck? I don't know. Yeah. There's, a uh, so Huh? That card's so good. Yeah, but, I mean, like, I don't know, like, the mono-red decks that do well in week one typically are fast, not, yeah, like, yeah. mid-rangey. But you could just play a deck that was, like, Pia and Kieran, Nalar, Thunderbreak region... Midrange removal spells and like exquisite firecraft still legal. Yeah, look, that's a deck, right? It's, a, it's not the kind of monorail I'm thinking of, but like you could also play a deck that you probably can't play a landfall deck. You know, there's no fetches anymore. No, <laughs> you could, but you could play like a red, red black madness deck for sure. Or you could play like a red, red deck that's using a vampire or a werewolf theme. Those things are all possible. Yeah, I, just so, I just want the Gitrog Monster to get in there. He's so big. Is he big when I threaten him? Yes, he still is. That's great for. Oh man, we can have like that colorless red guy that can be a zealous conscripts on five. Oh yeah, I said that guy was gonna be one of the best guys, and he was like he won the pro tour, right? Yeah, that guy's that guy's legal as heck. Yeah, I like Wormbreaker. Wormbreaker ended up doing pretty well too. Yeah, I I think that the I think that the red guy is awesome because yeah. That's the one I said was going to be right. <laughs> but yeah, I was no, okay. right. It was, it, was, it was true. It was true. It did um, really well. It can't do much better than winning the Pro Tour. No, no. Well, the two guys played the deck, both made top eight. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, a bunch of guys played the deck, but yeah. According to me, <laughs> two guys played it. What, the, the two, the red-blue one? Yeah, the red-blue one. Yeah, they had a 95% win percentage on day one for their team. It was more than two guys. It was <laughs> insane. Well, point being, won the Pro Tour. <laughs> yeah. And they only played three. Imagine how many prisoners they would have won if they had played all four. Don't check if they actually played three. You, uh, I assume that I'm right. Yeah, would you obligate her in the, in the mono-red deck? Probably. He's just a Bogart Ram Gang. Right. Right? And then sometimes you just get them. Yeah. But you got to play, like, some stupid cards. Like, you have, like, mono-red with, like, four Battlefield Forge and four, <laughs> like, um, uh, what do you call it? It's the red, blue one. Four Shivan Reef. Shivan Reef wins again! It's all Shivan Reef! You can just play out, yeah, play those, and then, like, I don't know. You, you know what land um, Sandblack used to like? The colorless land that makes, like, thopters? Oh, sure. You sacrifice it to make thopters? You can play, like, one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably alright. Spawning bed? Yeah. Yeah, that card's good. Yeah, so, like, you could just have, like, maybe one colorless land, and then, like, 20 or 21. Mountains and or stupid pain lands. <laughs> sometimes you draw two pain lands and you're just like, this stinks. <laughs> but you still kill your opponent. Yeah. Like, yeah, you have probably have, 
it was probably like a lot of haste, right? Like Zergo, that guy. Other cards with... Oh, dash cards all in haste, sure. right? That's actually what they do. Yeah. And then, you know, some burn cards. But the burn cards aren't very good anymore. No, they're not. Fiery Temper. Yeah. Just play that. I don't know how you play it. Like, I don't know what kind of discard outlets you have, but... Just casting things. I guess you could Lightning Lightning I mean, too. maybe we'll just have to expand our universe to black red instead of mono, yeah, yeah. mono red. And like, once you're in black red, there's a lot of things you can do, right? There's yeah, like, well, the, like Olivia Voldarn. Olivia... Mobilize for, for war. war. Sorry, sorry, yeah. You know who else is good? Uh, DB1 for the 2-3. Uh, first strike when it hits, put plus one. Yeah. Get away with playing Drana. that. Yeah. But this deck sounds all right. Those cards already sounds pretty mid-range. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you might as well just play Thunder Baker region at this yeah. point. Might as well play Kalidas. Might as well. Is it Kalidas? It's apparently Kalidas. I've been saying Kalidas yeah, the whole I, time. Yeah, I, I, I just mix it up. I go, I get a 50-50 spread. It's like my hedge, so I get it right sometimes. I mean, I respect that. Is Yoshinoya still open? We're near there. No, Yoshinoya no? is... It's been out of business for like 15 of, yeah. years. Yes. I mean, the roaches are still there. They're just like sleeping on the on the curb. This is like our old stomping grounds where we used to podcast back in the Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, we're one block over. So where do... We're one block over. We where were, should we eat? Eat? I can't eat. But I mean, there's a Wolfgang Steakhouse right here. Oh yeah, because I really want. It's like, oh, you know what? I was podcasting. We go back to F and M. Might as well just drop ninety dollars on dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a good idea. Actually, there's a, a Shippers over here. Oh, I love Shippers. All right, that's where I'm gonna go. They have good burgers there, which is actually disgusting considering the fact that we're one block from a Shake Shack. I'm yeah, going to no, go to Schnippers. We're also like a block from uh, Luke's Lobster Roll. Um, I even well, you don't go, like lobster, do you? I like I eat lobster roll. Am I going to even go back to F&M? What time is it going to be when we're done? I don't know. Because now I'm like, it's cold. It bro. really is cold. It was pretty brutal at the stadium today. But we won. That's good. I heard that your management is very our manager's bad. But I mean, he's a baseball manager. All baseball, ma almost all baseball managers are bad. I heard Steph Curry's gonna- Our management, in terms of like our front office, is fantastic. I heard that Steph Curry's gonna turn an ankle and Kawhi Leonard's gonna stub his toe real bad in the next two weeks. What's that? I heard that those two things are gonna happen. Where'd you hear that? <laughs> I don't know. Looked in my fate ball. <laughs> fate ball says Steph Curry, Turns an ankle, Kawhi Leonard stubs his toe. Not like career-ending injuries, but damn, is it going to be hard to go deep in the playoffs? <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Ugh, guys, that's too bad. Too bad, Steph and Kawhi. Are going to have to make do with LaMarcus Aldridge. All-star LaMarcus Aldridge. Sniffers is gas. All right. cheese. What? All right, well... We should probably... You want to break? Yeah, we'll break. All right. All right, we're breaking. Maybe we'll come back. Probably we're just going to eat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Michael J. Brian David Marshall. Copy of Magic.